0: This is a Data Privacy Detective, it's May 2018, and a lot of the people involved in data privacy are focused on complying with the GDPR, European Union's directly applicable law that takes effect May 25, 2018. But I'm going to talk about China today. Little noticed compared to the European effort to regulate and protect personal data has been China's evolving effort to do the same in its own way in its own time and uh, that's we're going to talk about in this uh, in this podcast on May 1 2018 China issued standards for personal information protection now this is a really important step in China and we're going to explore that uh, in the next ten minutes or so. Let's think about China's approach. It, it really reaches far beyond the sectoral approach that's taken by the United States, Japan, and a number of other countries uh, that single out medical information or financial information. So here are the rules and you've got to be very strict about that. Uh, but without any overarching national law generally about Protecting the personal data of uh, citizens and residents. Uh, China's taken more of the European approach. And a lot of what you see coming out of the May 1 standards in China follows the European model. But there are some important differences. And a lot of them reflect the restrictive and protectionist principles that reflect Chinese culture and political order. And businesses inside and outside of China have to pay attention to this in what is the world's single largest uh, market by population, and some say by purchase power parity now. Now, these May 1 standards aren't really regulations the way Western lawyers think about them. They're not directly enforceable uh, as as we would understand that. They're more like specifications or standards that uh, are expected of uh, the companies that are, are uh, that they talk uh, uh, to and so they're going to be used by a variety of different ministries and enforcement powers and authorities within china to judge whether privacy measures of businesses are adequate uh, when the businesses deal with personal information that is subject to the standards and they're kind of a gap filler really uh implementing what happened uh, on June 1, 2017. That day two important things happened. The network security law of China took effect. Uh, It's also called the cyber security law sometimes. So cyber security law, network security law, same thing, became law throughout China, but it only applied as issued to network operators. And that law provides a framework for regulating goods and services that are marketed over networks, as well as the operation and the maintenance of data networks. Um, And announced uh, the same day and effective also June 1, 2017, uh, were issued measures for the security review of network products and services. Uh, Now, this second framework called for all network operators uh, to meet national Chinese standards that will be set over time for, quote, owners, operators, and service providers of networks, close quote. Now that's a very deliberately broad definition of what businesses are regulated by the measures and by the cybersecurity law of China. Now businesses covered by the standards that are then issued out of that, and there will be many standards uh, or specifications might be a more precise translation of the Chinese word, but businesses covered by these standards uh, that are going to be issued over time uh, have to address security leaks and defects, they have to inform users and authorities, they have to remediate, uh, and so on and a network operator or service provider has to maintain security for customers, inform customers of a data breach, obtain consent from people whose personal information is collected and processed, uh, uh, these basic things that one deals with in uh, protecting personal data. And if a network service or product implicates the national security of China, then Chinese authorities uh, will conduct a security review of the entire system. So the law and the measures from June of 2017 will most likely be applied to any business or person with a website, a mobile app, or an online platform that is operated or used uh, in China. And if a user has relevant records of information prohibited by the law that it publishes, Uh, then it's going going to have to report that data to the Chinese authorities. Now, unlike the European Union's GDPR, the Chinese law has a data localization requirement. And this requires critical information infrastructure operators, uh, (CIIOs) to keep important data and personal information within China. Data that is not, are not to leave China without a legitimate business need and only after a security review by Chinese authorities. Article 31 of the law from June of 17 has a list of critical information infrastructure. Now that list is not exhaustive and the definition of critical information infrastructure isn't perfectly clear. But different Chinese economic sector regulators have lists of CII's under their jurisdiction. Now most of these are currently state-owned enterprises, but by no means is this limited to Chinese state-owned enterprises. I'll give you a couple examples. Even before the May 1 standards came out, actions were taken against non-Chinese companies. Here's a good example. Marriott, a global uh, hotel chain, has a Chinese website. And uh, their their Chinese website was shut down for a week by China because the site listed Taiwan as a country. That, of course, offends uh, Chinese uh, law and uh, the concept of one China. Uh, non-Chinese airlines, including Delta and Qantas, were uh, criticized for the same kind of thing, and they were ordered to remove such illegal content. Uh, in, in the eyes of the Chinese authority from their sites. And they promptly did that, and they promptly made public apologies. But these examples show how China does not regard cyberspace as uh, immune from territorial sovereignty. And instead, China is going to treat it just like any other type of activity that takes place within China. Now, non-Chinese companies that market or sell within China have to get used to the standards and how they're going to evolve over time, Uh, even though they're not legally binding in the sense of the GDPR or national statutes. uh, They're important. It's expected that when China adopts further formal laws about data privacy, perhaps in 2019, the standards are going to be the foundational starting point for what will become binding law in the future. We'll see but uh, highly probable. Even the word standard, as I said, is is not really uh, a precise translation, specification may be better, but whatever it is, a non-Chinese company that wants to grow serious business in or with China, that has a Chinese-based website, is offering goods or services into China, or has personnel there, uh, should look to these standards and begin now to uh, abide by them uh, if if you want to stay compliant with the Chinese approach to personal data protection. And so uh, in doing that, businesses wishing to conform to Chinese data privacy principles ought to think about the following. First, design systems to obtain consent from users for use and cross-border transfer of personal information of Chinese persons. Number two, meet the network security rules and be vigilant about the emerging standards. Number three, offer a means uh, for people whose data is uh, kept or used by companies, about Chinese persons, uh, offering them a means to resolve complaints about information, uh, and also uh, allowing the Chinese government to object Uh, to the kinds of information and how it's used. Four, consider the particular authorities that may regulate them. There are a number of Chinese ministries over different sectors of the economy of course and they may implement these rules differently uh, than another ministry may. And finally, it's it's really going to be critical uh, as a practical matter to team with local Chinese partners to keep data within China when required by this data localization concept. Now this last point, data localization, really differs from the GDPR approach that permits data transfers uh, outside of the EU and and doesn't really uh, regulate uh, data protection by saying you have to have your servers in the EU if you're going to hold the EU data. Uh, That's changed under GDPR. But uh, data localization is very much part of the Chinese approach to this and we'll see how China begins to develop uh, the uh, issues about well then how can data be transferred outside of China uh, and to whom and what's adequate and what isn't adequate or are, are we going to see privacy shield type agreements between the United States and China as, as, as this unfolds. We don't know yet but surely it reflects uh, from China a more protectionist approach than we see with GDPR. Now, while the May 1 standards for personal information protection generally follow GDPR in many ways, uh, strict and comprehensive protection of personal data, of people uh, uh, whose data is at stake, and an an emphasis on obtaining express consent from those whose personal information is being collected and processed, there are significant differences from the GDPR. So let's talk about just a few. First, the Chinese definition of sensitive personal information as opposed to less sensitive personal information is a lot broader than the EU meaning uh, of sensitive. It extends to any personal data that would cause harm to persons, property, reputation, or mental and physical health. Uh, So it's not quite as precise or uh, precisely defined as you see in GDPR. Next, the GDPR does not insist on obtaining a data subject's prior consent to the use of personal data. The GDPR builds into it legitimate interest as a basis for collection and use, a number of other uh, exceptions from obtaining advanced uh, prior consent. Um, but the Chinese standards do not have the flexible legitimate interest exception that you see in GDPR. There are limited stated exceptions to the consent requirement. For example, the need to troubleshoot goods and services if you've provided it to someone. But these are much more limited than than one finds under the GDPR legitimate interest concept. Next, privacy notices to uh, uh, per, uh, persons have to meet much more specific requirements than demanded by the GDPR. And Chinese privacy notices have to be presented to a person, quote, one by one, close quote. We'll have to see what one by one means. Uh, uh, Does it mean one for every single type of use of personal data one can imagine? Well, that'd be a lot of checking of boxes and and chops uh, or signatures in China. We shall see. But much more insistence on uh, one by one Uh, consents uh, and notices uh, uh, about data privacy. And finally, the Chinese standards uh, demand specific security testing and validation procedures for a business to process personal information in a way that's consistent with the Chinese government's overriding national security interest. And that means more intrusive governmental access to and control over personal data than is generally the case in Western countries. And we've certainly seen that as a number of the big players in uh, data from the United States have chosen basically to either to just bypass and not participate within China rather than concede they're going to give information to the Chinese government. Uh, and, and this may become a real uh, matter of uh, trade dispute uh, discussion between U.S. and China. It already is, but it may become a very serious matter given the importance of the flow of personal data to commerce. Well to conclude on this one, China has the world's largest web connected native population now. E-commerce is growing rapidly there. Uh, Chinese businesses have uh, uh, grown enormously. They've uh, uh, gone on to uh, international uh, global markets to raise capital and allow people to invest in them and they're expanding overseas. And so this represents a challenge to the United States approach to data privacy, the European approach to data, data privacy, and now we have a, a very different sort of model, uh, similar in some ways but very different in others, beginning to go overseas and you're going to see a clash between this Chinese model of how one deals with personal data and how Europe and the United States and other countries uh, see it really quite differently. Businesses that want to offer goods and services into China and, and deal with a lot of personal data of Chinese persons are going to need to design data protection systems that conform with Chinese expectations or they risk uh, the kind of thing we saw with Marriott with the website being shut down for a week. Uh, that That's going to turn into fines and other things that will happen to businesses that ignore Chinese uh, laws and expectations. So studying the May 1 standards are the best way to really get an insight now into how China's going about regulating the personal data protection of people. Well worth taking a look at. This is the data privacy detective signing off for today and remember protecting your personal data begins with you.